I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And what a Wrestling Daily we have for all of you today off the back of perhaps, perhaps the biggest Wednesday night in the Wednesday Night Wars thus far where AEW absolutely killed it and have set Twitter ablaze with Sting's return and their new partnership with Impact. Oh my God, it all went off last night and we have the perfect person flanking me today to talk all things AEW and NXT, all things Wednesday night. Steph Chase, how are you doing, Steph? I'm very, very tired, but <laughs> like at the same time, bursting of energy and bursting to talk to you and everybody else. Yes, this is going to be the easiest show since our inception. Um, my God, there's so much to get into with AEW. And NXT quietly had a good show, you know, but any other week, it would have been a decent show. But my word, in the face of what AEW did last night, man, I I, I can't wait to see what those ratings look like. No, oh. I feel like um, a really proud pet owner that's been telling everyone that I have, like, the best, cutest dog ever. And everyone's like, yeah, he's, he's pretty cute, but there's other cute dogs. But now I feel like he's just one Crufts and has been, like, crowned, like, the greatest. And I'm just so proud and happy. AEW <laughs> is king dog. You heard it here first. Um, you know what it is on a Thursday when Steph Chase is in the building. Hot takes will be coming. And that means, guys, you need to get your Ultra Chats in. And you can see where to do it right down there. Send in your messages and questions at WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestle two once you do that our lovely moderators will pass on the goods to steph and i and we will read it out on the show whatever the amount so please do get them in and steph i'm sure she'll go nice um and also we have some videos in the chamber today of hot takes that you have sent in to us you guys are always welcome to do that always always make sure you send the videos to louis or i on twitter and we will make sure that they air on the show so we have a lot to get into but before we do, I must remind everyone that podcasts is afoot. They are on the go uh, after our little stutter last week, but we are back in action. So if you want to catch up with us that way, that is an easy way to do it. And of course, the real home, the real place to get us is Wrestle 2. So make sure, make sure, make sure you subscribe and make sure you get those notifications turned on because you wouldn't want to miss Steph Chase waxing lyrical about AEW today. And that is exactly what you're going to get 
let's jump straight into it. I want to talk about Sting making his return. Now, Steph, set the scene for us, what happened, and then let's get into the details. Well, <laughs> we were promised that winter was coming, but did we know that winter was going to sting? <laughs> it was, we had Cody and Darby taking on Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And at the end of the match, um, things things got into a bit of a, a, a melee and then the lights went out and we were treated to a video with some snow in it wondering what it was going to be. And then we saw a crow and the name Sting come up on the screen. And Tony Schiavone was as excited as I was to see Sting back on TNT for the first time in 18 years. Crazy. Just so well done. So, so perfect. And he got in that ring with his baseball bat and he stared at Darby and at his number one super fan, Cody. Mm. Man, it was good. Um, before I, I jump into that as well, uh, are you going to be in the media call, Alex, in two hours? Uh, I assume, Elliot, you're talking about NXT. Yes, I am. I'm planning to be anyway, unless I can't be bothered as it gets closer and I'm tired. But I feel like I'm going to do it. All right, I'll be there. Um, <laughs> Matthew McCoskey said, winter came and so did I. Jesus Christ, Matthew. I mean, we all enjoyed it, but come on. Um <laughs> What else have we got going on here in the chat? I see there's a lot of people, Steph, talking about Carol. So Carol, once, who is a loyal fan of the show, dropped a hot take yesterday, Steph. You won't have seen it. You were engrossed in your Wednesday night um, traditions. But she said that Roman Reigns is boring as a heel. He's just like every other heel. And she preferred him as a baby face. Now, um, Louis and I proceeded to eviscerate that take. But... Um, a lot of people are calling, you know, the hot take queens. Is there going to be a battle here? Is, is there a rivalry? And then, of course, you've got Dan, Painesville Dan, breathing down your neck too, who has submitted a video today. So stay tuned, everyone. For uh, Steph Chase is like collecting rivals <laughs> right now. Um, she's got she's got nuclear heat for some of you, uh, and I can't wait to you know dive. What? There's a difference between a hot take and a wrong take. It's true. That's true. Proof is in the proverbial pudding. A lot of, a lot of, pee, a lot of peas came out of my mouth then. Listen, um, Sting. Oh, my God. I thought it was so well done. Like, um, I haven't really seen many people talk about this, but I thought the snow effect made it really cool. Like, like much better than if he just, like, walked out, right? I felt like there was this almost... And maybe the symbolism is something I made up in my head, but like he's almost coming in from the cold and like here he is, he's arrived at AEW and just he like he, the guy is 61. And I know he got face paint on, but I didn't look at him and think that's the 61 year old man. I was like, that is Sting. Do you know what I mean? Like he still looks great. Um, I'm so curious as to what AEW are going to do with him. Obviously, you said it yourself right there, Steph. Um, Cody has said before he would love to wrestle Sting. Then there's always the long-standing rumours of Darby Allen and Sting. There's so many directions they can go down. Um, but what we do know, and you tweeted out almost instantly, is that he signed a multi-year deal with AEW. Yeah, he has. And 
you know, as you said, he's 61. So I'm not expecting Sting to be having matches or taking many bumps. But I think, you know, Sting is one of the first wrestlers I ever remember watching um, back in WCW. And he, for anyone that watched WCW in that period, he has a really special place in our hearts. And I know he, you know, he got his time in WWE and it really, to me, it wasn't worthy of Sting because really to me, WWE can't treat anyone that's not one of theirs well. And we saw that with Sting. Like, you know, I'm not going into that, <laughs> that Triple H WrestleMania match was an, an absolute um, travesty to do that to, to Sting. I and could not believe it i literally i still i still can't really believe it to be honest well i can believe it because it's you know it's triple h doing that it's you know the guys that they say that vic the victors get to write history and wwe proves that every time because you have triple h out there pretending that he's anything of the legacy that sting has and you know i've heard some people say online that that didn't like this oh you know when WWE signs legends, people say, oh, but when Sting comes to AEW, everyone's happy about it. But it this is not the same as like signing, you know, um, a Hulk Hogan or something that would be a mistake because Hulk Hogan, someone like that, is a guy who has had his first shake and had his recognition and has nothing left to give and is also selfish. Sting. Not, there's a lot. There's a lot of things about Hulk Hogan that we yeah, <laughs> detract, but yeah. But Sting has never been given that proper opportunity to be revered, and he's been taken into a company by a man Tony Khan, who does revere him, and you know um, Cody as well. And I just think that it's great to see him get this, and he he deserves it. And I feel like I don't know what he's going to be in W in in um aw but i feel like he could almost be like this great kind of um like a batman figure who watches over everything and you know goes to um kind of like keep keep the order or something like looks out for good like uh, a fresh like a fresh take on a gm just someone who kind of marshals the show yeah. maybe because even when, you know, when Sting was doing this character first in WCW and like that in the end didn't even work out well either. Thanks, Hulk Hogan. But he, I think he really has an opportunity now for us all to um, just really enjoy and give some respect to Sting and just make us all feel like kids again and be happy to see him. So it's like it's great. Yeah, I, I mean... <sighs> I mean, first of all, I, I remember speaking to Triple H and him saying that the idea behind him beating Sting was that he had to be strong. <laughs> I can't even, I, I'm finding it hard to even say it. He had to be strong because he was going to face The Rock at the next WrestleMania. Ultimately, obviously, that didn't even happen. So the whole premise of handing Sting his first loss didn't even come to play. And also... So Triple H couldn't have lost to the legend Sting. Sting, we're talking about people. Triple H couldn't have lost to him at WrestleMania. 
And then what? We get to Rock the next year and people are like, no, nah, I don't buy it. <laughs> Can't have Triple H against Rock. But this is, you know, like this is the story that Triple H has made up in his, in his head that he was even on the level of a Rock or an Austin or a Sting or a great legend of this business. But that's just like, that's absolutely crazy. But this is, you know, this is a problem with WWE's use of legends, especially legends that they don't feel ownership to. And I don't think AEW are going to make that mistake. I mm. think um, because, and we'll get onto this when we talk about AEW's uh, relationship with Impact, but there is an ego that WWE has that prevents them from doing great things a lot of the time um, when it comes to working with other people, other companies, bringing in legends, bringing in stars that AEW doesn't seem to have that is really just great for the fans and it's going to lead to great things. I think I think it was super well done, Sting's intro, and I'm so like curious to see where it goes from here. Like, I, I believe he had the same kind of neck issues that Edge um, and... and um, God, who else had those same neck problems as Edge? There was a woman. Uh, Paige, I think. Yeah, like, why did that take me so long? Um, so it's very interesting, especially at his age, to see if, uh, you know, what he's been doing and if he could get cleared to do some stuff. I'm not saying I want to see him work an Iron Man with a Mega, but, like, I want to, you know, I want to see if he can get physical on the show or whatever because that'd be cool um is he just going to be a manager a la jake the snake and um on anderson and the likes of that which have all you know to varying degrees of success been pretty good in aew so i mean there's just a lot of things you can do with him and i feel like wherever you put him in those ways that i just mentioned even if it's an authority role he would bring value to the show and um i i agree with you i feel like wwe almost after I mean, he was only meant to put Rollins over anyway at Night of Champions, right? Like it was just meant to be a scalp on for the upright, up uh, the surging Rollins. Yeah. But I feel like after that, they kind of just discarded him. I know he had the Hall of Fame and stuff, but I feel like they were just kind of like, well, there was a lot you could have done with Sting. There really was. So, and the other thing is that you know Sting could have literally just signed another WWE Legends deal and sat at home and made some really good coin off of that merchandise. And he didn't, like, he obviously wants to be involved in wrestling. He wants to do something. He wants to give back and he wants to be part of AEW. And this is something we keep seeing where people that that don't necessarily need to be doing this, they want to because AEW makes them feel invigorated again and makes them feel excited about the wrestling business. And I think Sting even looked better than he ever did in WWE. He looked more motivated. And, you know, if he's happy to be there, that will make him perform so much better because he can't have been happy with what yeah. he did WWE. No matter what he he's ever said about it, he can't he can't have been like, yeah, that was exactly my the WrestleMania moment I envisioned. Right. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. I'd be so interested to speak to him now, like away from the shackles of WWE, to really understand how that went down. Because I know we've seen the documentaries and stuff where. He's kind of grateful for the opportunity at all, which is, you know, cool. And I think if he had never happened, all of us would have been like, man, it would have been great to at least seen him in WWE. Like, even if we, you know, the Survivor Series debut was was really cool in isolation, right? Yeah. Like to introduce him. 
Um, you know, if, if it never happened, a lot of people would have been like, ah, but man, I'm, I'm happy that he's with AEW now. And you're right. AEW has got people excited, have got them invigorated. And that brings us on nicely to the main event. Right. Uh, let's, you know, I'll say what I will say for the match is I felt like, and I think Kenny actually said this beforehand. It was good. Right. But it was like, a chapter almost. I didn't feel like this was the mega blow off or the end of Moxley Omega. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like it was, you know, a good, a solid match. It wasn't great, but the the match was all about building to what we saw at the end. That was like the, the final sort of 10 minutes are all centered around getting us to that point. And it was amazing with the payoff. Don Callis, the dirty dog. Um, I loved it. Even when they're coming backstage and Tony Khan's like, what are you doing? And they're, like, they're running past all the officials and stuff, um, you know, and then they're on their way out. And he says about that. They're going to be on impact. The AEW champion is going to be on impact next Tuesday. Um, there seems to be, I mean, it'd been, it'd been rumored that there was like a collaboration, but I don't think any of us thought it was going to be, you know, an invasion style kind of thing, which it looks like, you know, a true, crossover between the two companies it's pretty phenomenal for me Steph this is like and I know companies have worked together before but AEW nobody I, I would say nobody has been as giving and what do I want to say like complimentary to other companies on the on the platform of their size at the level that they have because lest we forget they've done this in their main event angle right like give an impact that amazing buzz in their main event world title angle. Uh, and, and they've done it with multiple companies now. They Tony Khan has shown that he can work with Japan, shown he can work with NWA, uh, now Impact. Uh, feasibly, if WWE called them tomorrow, I, I fully believe that Tony Khan would he'd make it happen, right? It, they won't. But he's proven that he's all about making amazing moments for the fans. And... If you can't get excited about that, if you can't give AEW a chance after that, I mean, I just feel like they're on. They're, they're doing amazing things, refreshing for the business. But the execution last night was spot on too. Yeah, I thought last night it was fantastic. I've I've been thinking that AEW and Impact were going to do something ever since EC3 appeared on Talk Is Jericho, and. They made so many hints that something was going to happen that I've just been waiting for this moment. Don Callis is a genius. You know, Don Callis is someone that um, I remember watching from the beginning of me watching wrestling. And then he dis completely disappeared for a while and then came back and has just take it he's just been so good at getting himself into really good positions whether it be his work in new japan or whether it be an impact you know being in new japan and putting together this the omega jericho match that really there would be no AEW without that match and that was don Callis's idea and you can see why you know he has the trust of a tony Khan to to put something as major as this together i thought it was it was so well executed. You know, you just like, let's bring out Don Callis on commentary again. That'll be nice. You know, we've seen that. And then all of a sudden he's he's up there and he's trying to stop the match. And then, you know, you see Kenny get that microphone and wow. And then just running past Tony Khan like that was amazing. And then Alex Marvez coming out, and, you know, asking what's going on. And, and Don Callis saying, we'll find out on Tuesday. And him being like, with dynamites on Wednesday. <laughs> yes, on impact on Accent TV. 
But I think, you know, as you said, Tony Khan has proved that they AEW is willing to work with other companies. And that's a great way to be because that can only help fans. Like Impact aren't the most, they're not the, the biggest company. You know, they're not they're not WWE. But if you can, if this is an invasion angle or anything like that, if you can execute that properly, like an invasion angle is the thing that we've all wrestling fans have always wanted, but it has never properly happened. We saw in the 90s when um, ECW used to turn up at WWF shows, that never really went anywhere. We saw the actual invasion, which is one of the biggest wrestling travesties ever, how that angle came out. But it's probably, and it's going to take a Tony Khan to do it. It's going to take someone who does not have the ego of of Vince McMahon to do this properly because to do it properly you have to um you know let the other side have something you have to be not scared of what people will think of your side if the other side gets something back and, and that's how you do it even if you look at WCW and NWO that didn't work out either properly because then they they all decided that nwo were the cool guys which they were so the actual wcw looked absolutely terrible you know in it but i think tony's the person that can make this work because i think he's seen all the failure he he is a fan i mean i was talking to him earlier this week and he, he you know <laughs> openly described himself as a tape trader like he was that deep into being a fan and if anyone's going to do an invasion angle it's it's him and I have so much more hope for it than I would have if WWE randomly decided that they wanted to partner with Ring of Honor for something, you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, no, I have total faith on in Tony Khan right now, and I really feel like you know just just 
two years really since their inception not even actually two years yet it was two years at the yeah. beginning of next year man what a job he's done it's just phenomenal you know let's let's because uh, we've spent 20 minutes there let's quickly talk about the rest of the card before we get into some ultra chats give the people what they want with steph chase um i thought again man I, there's so much good stuff i love the battle royale which are often um you know, and in many, multiple companies, you can make this argument, but they're often kind of clunky and difficult to really get yeah, across the point. Something. Mm, yeah, exactly. And like with like this one, like I loved the Hangman Page spot with Dark Order into the Buckshot Lariat, and yeah, like th there was just a lot of good stuff in there as well. John Silver, uh, again, just he sh he just shines to me when he's on TV. Um, man, like there was. A lot, Miro as well. I thought that was a really great way to showcase him. Uh, honest, honestly, and I'm not just sounds like hope, you know, hope overly at this at this point. But like, honestly, one of the best battle royals I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's how you book a battle royal. You make eliminations mean something. Pretty much every elimination in that battle royal meant something. And we know, I think we got the best look of Miro as we want Miro in this battle royal. Even like the moment that he squared up with Wardlow, I was just like take my money if you're going to do Wardlow versus Miro one day that yeah. you know that's going to be incredible I love the Dark Order Hangman Page stuff and it set up more things that we then saw later in the night with the Inner Circle it was a really well booked battle royal yeah absolutely and you just mentioned that of course later on in the night we got Jericho versus uh, Frankie Kazarian for the first time ever which is yeah hard to believe in many ways but yeah first time ever those two have collided and Steph just alluded to it at the end of the match MJF comes down with the towel looking like he's going to throw it in after Kazarian has a submission locked in Sammy Guevara comes out stops that from happening but then by the time Jericho looks at him Sammy's the one with the towel so it's all like oh and it kind of leads to all this dissension after the bell and then Jericho says next week they have to decide are they in are they out this was fantastic. Uh, the match was really good, but the whole story going on was great. You know, um, having Hager out there as well. And I love this thing between Sammy and MJF. They are fighting for the affections of Jericho. They're fighting to be... Aren't we all? I know. <laughs> for sure. And they're fighting to be his favorite son. And MJF coming up... I was watching this. When MJF came out with the towel, I was going... Do not throw in the towel, MJF. Jericho doesn't need this. Like, what are you doing? But he he comes out in that great, like, smarmy way where he's going to throw in the towel to save Jericho. And when that happens, you know, he can take it either way. It's like, I've done this great thing for you, or I'm so sorry. I was just I was just worried. And Sammy just knows his plan. It's like, no, 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 no. Jericho does not need your help. Jericho is not going to have a towel thrown in his match. But then, of course, when Jericho looks up, he sees Sammy with the towel and he's just sick of the kids fighting because the inner circle have always been such a great, like, close-knit group of mm. friends where they've all just got on and had such a great time together. But now the kids are fighting and Daddy wants them <laughs> to decide next week. Daddy. Well, he's the inner circle daddy, isn't he? Sure, sure, sure mm. he is. Uh, you know I mean, it's, it's one of them. Like, for me, I would prefer if they didn't split up next week i'd like i'd like more of this dynamic 
Yeah. I'd put put my house on that. They're not. um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to decide, like, yeah, we're all going to be friends. We're all going to play nice. But we're going to see more subtle things when it comes to MJF and Sammy. And then MJF will eventually take over the group. Yeah. I just wondered if. And what I mean, as I was alluding to there, is I, I wonder if it's too early for the dissension. Do you know what I mean? I would have liked it to have built a little bit more um, before we kind of got here and and things roll along. But I, I guess that wouldn't be in keeping with MJF, to be fair. But um, I do think you're right. It will lead to MJF usurping Chris Jericho as the leader. We will get the babyface Jericho run. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. Um, and I'm here for I'm totally here for both of those things. So, again... Another hit for AEW last night. Um, we saw Britt Baker in action, which was cool because um, we haven't seen her in Dynamite like wrestling often for the past six months. Obviously, you know, knee and whatever, ever, uh, whatever other issues she has had. Um, so that was cool to get her going again. And then the Thunder Rosa attack after the match was kind of the main talking point. And I'm I'm down for Rosa and Baker. Oh, yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. Rose has been just what the AW women's division needed, um, you know, to really spice things up. I think that's going to be really good. Akarashita and Abaddon, I'm less sure about. I'm on the I'm on the fence when it comes to Abaddon. Yeah, um, I'd like to see it play out, I guess. and But I do think it's just going to be another kind of obstacle that Shida will overcome, really. I don't, I don't credibly believe that she will take her out. But anyway, uh, really, uh, top to bottom, Steph, I'm going to put you on the spot because there's nothing bad that I can really pull from the show. Is it the best Dynamite we've seen yet? It's hard, yes. isn't it? You say yes! I no, think that- I'm gonna, I am going to say yes because it just... It gave me the feeling that I want, and that is the feeling of being a child again, and being a being a child and being so invested and so believing in everything that it was all I could think about. I was just lying in bed after that show, not able to sleep, being like, "But can it be Tuesday already?" You know, I was lying in bed, excited to watch Impact. Amazing! Um, it was a great show. It. It, it really was. And um, I think Tony, you know, we had that thing a couple of weeks ago where he teased about the balance of power and people were annoyed about that. Like this is, this is what he was bringing us towards. And before the show, like I tweeted out some comments I got from him where he said that he thinks this is going to be the best dynamite of all time and maybe the best wrestling show ever on TNT. I'd have to go back and watch my old nitros to, to see if that one was true, but he really, really brought it and lived up to the hype last night. I honestly think for a wrestling show, like we were talking a weekly TV show at this point, I, I, they are two of the highest points that I would really struggle to think of any other show that has matched this year and quite possibly way beyond that. Like there have been some, you know, big moments on all the other shows, but last night left me feeling the same way when Roman aligned with Heyman. Like and he started being the tribal chief, where I was like, "Yes, this is like this is amazing." But you know, you don't think you're going to get it, but there it is, and that was how I felt last night. Just amazing moments that you crave. And I think it was what helps it was like I too felt when Roman aligned with him, and that that was amazing. But to me, that's an isolated segment on a show. This 
the whole show was fantastic. There's two yeah. big that we're going to talk about, but as a two-hour show, it was pretty perfect. Yeah, there's not much you can say against that, to be fair. So, man, Dynamite brought it to the dance. We've spent half an hour, and rightly so, yeah. talking about how great it has been. Uh, but now would be a great time to get to the lovely Ultra Chats that we have in the chamber, and people want to talk to Steph Chase tonight. Man, we got a few. Jeez. Um, okay, so from yesterday, uh, Reed Bland said, Alex and Lou, this was actually uh, one that he sent last night. For us here in the States, or at least some of us, the tribute to the troops is one of our favourite shows because of how most of the military doesn't get much, if anything, for Christmas besides maybe that show. I remember as a Marine looking forward to it. Reed, I love that. Love to hear that. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful that um, JBL's brainchild all the many moons ago um, has manifested to what it is today to mean so much to guys that are in the military. Um, it's an amazing idea by that. I, I think because, uh, Steph, you would have missed it. The debate was it's on the same day as TakeOver. Like, yeah. why have they done that? But it's, they're hours apart, so it's, it's yeah. fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think Tribute to the Troops is a, is a great thing. And um, like you said, why not? Like, it's cool. Nothing else to say. It's kind uh, of, but it's one of those like nice like shows, like nice kind of out of canon shows as well. Yeah. It's where you can just be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I've watched like every tribute to the troops. Like that's not, I don't think it's for necessarily the hardcore fans, but they put on like a good fun show for, for, you know, for the Marines and for the army and stuff. And you've seen some segments down the years where Stone Cold, you know, will stun Vince or whatever. They, they always do some like funny, cool stuff. So um, it's like, if you ever watch a great WWE house show, you know, yeah. they are, they are great. So when yeah. you go to the right ones, they are great. Um, right. Let's move on to the next one. Matthew McCoskey is opening us tonight. Hi, Matthew. Winter is coming and so did I. He can't help himself, Steph. Um, after this show, banged my brains out. Wow, man. This is the most sexually charged wrestling ultra chat I've ever seen. <laughs> cool down, man. Yeah. Fan, yeah, fa cool fan down. him down, Steph. Fan <laughs> that man down. God damn it. Um... <laughs> I've never known someone to be so aroused by wrestling. Uh, Omega winning was awesome. Impact is coming. Oh, my God. Safe to say, best dynamite ever. Uh, bloody effing sting. Holy damn. Legit goosebumps. Reaction was holy effing shit. Uh, extremely spicy hot take now. Oh, he's moving straight on to, moving straight on to his, his hot take seamlessly. Um, extremely... <laughs> He says it again. Extremely spicy hot taking coming. I hope I fit this, but Finn Balor should have beaten Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble 2019. The story writes itself. The Rumble winner was Seth Rollins. SummerSlam 2016 rematch. Crazy thought, but curious on your takes. I'll let Steph go with that first. Well... One of the things that annoys me most about WWE is their treatment of Finn Balor. <laughs> um, and I'm saying this on behalf of all of Ireland. Uh, I had such, like, Finn Balor's how I got into New Japan, Prince Devitt. So I had such high hopes for him. WWE did not <laughs> have treated him appallingly, um, especially since he suffered that really, really unfortunate injury after winning the Universal Championship. I think they held that against him 
in a way, whether like supremacy or not. Uh, he absolutely should have beaten Brock Lesnar. And he, yes, yeah, should have gone on to face Seth and get that remake match. If I'm not mistaken, when Balor returned, didn't he tag team with Seth on the night he returned? Yeah, it, um, I was there, I believe. Was it the night after Mania? He, it was, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, and they were just like, oh, you know, like, let's team. I'm like, this man took the title that was, like, this man never beat you for a title. What are you, what yeah. is he But he, Finn never got his redemption, and that's why he's now Finn Balor on NXT. And yeah, you know what? NXT is the better product, and it's he's probably having a much better time on NXT when he's not injured. But at the same time, it does feel like a demotion, whether he asked for it or not. And he he's just never been used correctly by WWE. And him beating Brock Lesnar would have been fantastic because as big and as bad as Brock is, and as much as Brock should be kept a strong character, he is someone that can always rebound because he he is so dominant. It's so easy for a Brock Lesnar to rebound. It's not for Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, Matthew Wachowski says it was after Mania 34. It was not. Um, I know that off the top of my head. I was at those. I was at 33 and 34. 34 was where um, Balor was in the IC match with Rollins, weirdly enough, and Miz. And uh, it was Jeff Hardy who made his return the night after that one. I'm saying this off the top of my head. I could have my pants pulled down here. Um, and 33 was when, because I spoke to Balor at the PC ahead of Mania, um, when they were doing like the media rounds and he was saying that he was close. I believe that was when he tagged with Seth. He came back the Raw after Mania 33. Feel free to call me out, guys, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I am not. Um, on that one, yeah, man. I mean, Steph hit the nail on the head with the Lesnar thing, right? If Balor had beat him specifically, if it was because for some obscure reason, WWE don't think Balor can win a big one unless he's the demon. Um <laughs> Specifically, if he was the demon, he could have definitely beat Lesnar. And then you, yeah, like you said, you get the rematch with Seth, which story-wise, and I'm all for what tightly woven stories. I like that. I would have liked him to have got his redemption. Um, I agree as well with Steph. I just feel like Balor trod water for ages after coming back from that injury. They never pushed him to the main event scene properly again. Like he was in a couple of multi-mans and stuff like that. But, you know, the only real main event spots he got was ones like this where... Clearly, he was just the the gateway to where they really wanted to go, which was Lesnar and Rollins. And there's nothing wrong where they went with Lesnar and Rollins because yeah. Seth, Seth was red hot at that time and yeah. you're trying to put him over and whatnot. I, I get it. Seth has come off an amazing 2018. Obviously, less said the better about where that ultimately went. But there's still the fact remains that it shouldn't, Balor shouldn't be the one who got passed up at time and time and time again. And it feels like Triple H is maybe one of the only people in the company that really sees the true worth of Finn Balor. Yeah, and maybe this is a hot take, but the worst thing to ever happen to Finn Balor was the demon. Yeah, well, he'll say that, right? Yeah, it really was because they, instead of looking at him as a great wrestler that had appeal, that had crossover appeal as well, they saw him as this is a great gimmick that we can just throw out to do an entrance and it's not how it should have been used at all. Mm. It it did not work and it never even led to anything, you know, that great anyway. Like he and I and I think yes, he does agree that the the demon just completely ruined him in WWE. 
Yeah, um, I was just asked, Alex, uh, my uptown neighbor now, do you think Demon Balor is not coming out because of no fans or has it gone for good? I've yeah. seen Finn Balor, and I believe he actually might have even said this to Steph, that he felt like the gimmick was a crutch. Is that right, Steph? And he, he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't really like, uh, he thought they'd used it too much. Yeah, he did say that. Um, if it is going to come back, it's not going to come back for a long time, but it's nothing to do with the empty arena stuff. I think this him going down to nxt he probably had like that you know caveat or saying hey i'm not going to be the demon because i have to you know be myself and my own you know person who finn is so yeah the demon i don't think he's coming back for a long time Okay, let's move on to CM Chris. Hey, man. The regular himself. Uh, Egg Benedict right there. Evening, Alex and Stephanie. Hey. Uh, this can't be real. Sting joining AEW. Omega winning the title and then running off. Uh, and he being on Impact on Tuesday. What has just happened? Hashtag Crazy Times. Hashtag AW. Hashtag Impact. Hashtag EGE. Hashtag Much Love. Man, you're up on your hashtag CM Chris. You're working me hard here, brother. Um, yeah. I, we all echo what you just said. It's yeah. it's amazing. I said it yesterday. It's like bonkers and brilliant in the same breath. Like I wouldn't have called something like this happening because normally, logistically speaking, it's really hard, isn't it, Steph? Like you know, you've got access, you've got TNT, and they've got their own, yeah. um, you know, they've got their own kind of stature that they want to maintain and preserve. And it's always difficult to book these kind of things because it's like. Who's going to go over? Like, which company is going to get the rub and look great? And yeah. it, it presents its own problems. But I honestly believe when you look at Don Callis and Tony Khan, that's about as level-headed and objective guys you could hope to put in that spot. And I think, you know, a lot of fans will say, well, I wish it was New Japan. And you know how big a New Japan fan I am. But So with, so with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I don't think so because what I was going to say was the problems of working with, with New Japan, I think, not just with the pandemic, but are perhaps too much. The logistics of it, everything. If the pandemic wasn't even happen, happening, you're still like so far separated. If you want to do this kind of storyline, like an invasion style storyline, impact are the people to work with. And I think with what has happened with New Japan, like Tony himself has basically said, I feel like I'm giving all the time and not not you know taking back. But now he's partnering with someone where like he is above them, like AWR above impact, but they can work together in a way that's mutually beneficial in a way that I don't think could actually feasibly happen with New Japan. Mm. It's very hard to like get a a winner per se, if it's like an invasion kind of thing or what a crossover. But I think there's going to be a, you know, a, a main story which probably will revolve around Omega. Um, that is going to be the crux of this. And hopefully we get some matches along the way that are cool. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. You're, Steph's exactly right. Once again, Tony has said publicly, you know, New Japan basically are like, yeah, we'll take your stars. We're not going to give you any of ours. Um, and that's kind of how it's been thus far. It'd be amazing if they could build to like a special pay-per-view over a four-week period where it would work for both of them and you could get you could get the Japanese stars over. But 
Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think, yeah, right now we've got enough to be excited about. I'll say that much. Uh, moving on to Matty, the hot Scott. Hey, man. Hey, Hi. Alex. Hey, Steph. Uh, hope you've had a good day. It's been snowing in Glasgow. Winter Ooh. really did come, uh, if you get what I mean. Obviously, we get what you mean. Come on now. Um, <laughs> straight over my head. Um, can we talk about AEW? Oh my God, incredible. Kenny versus Mox, Impact Partnership and Sting, effing Sting. Can you tell that I loved it? We can, Matty. Uh, and, and although Steph can't see it, there's a lot of capital letters flying around. So, I mean, we, I mean, it's something we've touched on a lot, but at the same time, it's the, the relation, you know, the relationship and Kenny and Mox and all of that stuff really is great. But I still feel like this is the first chapter. And although I do think Hangman Page arrives as the world champion next year at some stage, mm -hmm. Steph, how long do you think? Do you think next pay per view it's Mox Omega again? Um. I think that's a hard one to call just because of this impact thing. Um, but then if it's not Mox Omega, I wonder what, what you do with, with Mox. Um, though with this, um, you know, you never know who could come in to take out Mox um, from impact. And the other thing that I was just thinking was what's great about it too, is that because Don Callis is involved and because we all know Don Callis history, we even know about Don Callis, and and Jericho too, like it's so less random than it could have been. Like mm. it totally makes sense that that Omega and Callis could be working on something. But I I also do think like Hangman Page, he will be champion. I don't know if it will be within a year, but I'm very happy to see him making friends in my favorite friendly neighborhood cult. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, Carol Wands is here. The fellow hot take queen of the rival, the peer of Steph Chase, apparently. Um, Steph, Carol Wands is here and she says, hey, Alex and Stephanie. Okay, maybe Roman isn't exactly like every other hill. Now, listen, before I even read any further, that's very good that you can, you can, you can open your mind to different opinions because most people will double down and say no. Um, what else have you got going on here? But something about the character he is just doesn't work also i just can't stand paul Heyman. doesn't matter the history it's just not working can we please make roman face again i mean i would i would argue it definitely is working it, it can not be working for you that's fine i understand that we all have tastes and opinions but i would argue that the ratings would suggest certainly since Roman's been back, SmackDown has been going upwards, and you know you can you can make the case that Sasha Banks plays the role in that too. But um, I think just judging by the buzz that he's generated, I would say the vast majority of people would say it is working. And by the way, when fans return, he will be a face again because everyone is loving him so much right now. It's only a matter of time before he's getting those cheers. I love that she said that she can't stand Paul Heyman because that's how I feel about Seth Rollins. <laughs> no, not again. Come on. Let, him, let the man live. I just can't stand Seth Rollins. But um, no, I totally agree with you, Alex. It's he He's doing so well, and you are seeing an improvement, not just in ratings, but with people being excited about the SmackDown product. And I think his presentation as a heel, um, I know she has gone back on what she said about him being – like everyone else i think his presentation is not like everyone else and i think that's why it's working so much that they're allowing him to do things that are different and i think to that 
promo he had with um Drew before Survivor Series where they were just sitting there, you know, without mics. And that was not like, you know, everything else that we see in WWE because um, he's not, to me, he's not cartoonish. And that's a problem I have with WWE a lot of time. Like maybe that's part of my hatred for Seth Rollins. Like uh, he, he cartoonishly overacts and badly delivers everything he has to do. Roman, he's just, he's like a Don right now and he's so smooth with it and he's so believable. And I just love the way that he's being able to, to do this character. And I think it's also what he wants to do and how he wants to present it as well. And you can you can see the difference between someone that's comfortable and someone that's not doing this stuff. I can't wait for fans to cheer. Badass Roman Reigns. Um, I've said this before as well. It's one thing to, to, to turn Roman. We all wanted Roman to turn, right? Everyone was saying for a long time, stop pushing him down our throats like this. Mm-hmm. But the way they've turned him is what's made him right now. Like the tribal chief gimmick is perfect for him and that's make that's a big difference i don't think any of us ever expected him when he turned to be like this bad you know Mm. i don't think we expected the turn to come in this way like i think we all just expect him to do like some you know like some questionable stuff and yeah attack the baby face blah 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 blah. yeah like he's playing a character who's a guy who's almost um like psychopathic in a way, like convinced um, of his own greatness. And it just works, especially with what we've seen from him in the past being shoved down his throats. That now it's like all that stuff has totally gone to his head and he's taken it out in his own family. It's fantastic. Uh, Bo he's back and he says, so now Sting has officially signed a two-year contract. How would you use him going forward? Um, I would love i actually really like sting in his like gm role in tna like, i would like him just to have a presence in aw that steph mentioned earlier however that plays out and if he was capable tease or do something with cody uh steph what about you um well as i said earlier i want him to be like like batman like sting <laughs> sting like- batman when I think of Sting, I think of his period of sitting in the rafters and him being almost like this vigilante watching over what was going on in WCW. So I would like to see him in AEW kind of take on a similar role. So if something's happening, like um, like say we had Moxley being attacked uh, a couple of weeks ago and he's he he's trying to find out who attacked him and stuff, Sting would know the answer. And Sting would just kind of appear and be like, it wasn't Eddie Kingston. (laughs) It wasn't Kenta either. Unfortunately, it was Eddie Edwards. (laughs) I I love the, uh, that was like your best Bruce Wayne, um, (laughs) like portraying Batman. When Christian Bale did it, it was like, no Joker, like, like super low and terrible. Um, yeah, no, you're. I like it. I like Steph's idea. Uh, guys, in the comments, please let us know what you would do with Sting because that was kind of the divisive thing on Twitter where I felt like sometimes people trip themselves up to not enjoy things. Like they're like, oh, you know, he's 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 so old, or like, what's he doing? Like, come on, shut up. Like, just it just from, like Sting appears to. I can't believe they're going to make Sting world champion. Yeah, 
said that. No one has said that. Okay? Or, or, or you get the tweets where like, just let him retire. What do you mean let him? No one's like, <laughs> he, no one's got him by a chain. Going, Come on, Sting. Hey, hey, get out here. Like, he wants to be there, man. Come on. Uh, and stuff like that winds me up. Um, Bohill, thank you very much for that. Elizabeth Stallion. Hello, Lizzie. Lizzie Stallion herself, the hottest MC in the game. Uh, love Sting's return. Sad admission of the day. Genuinely took me far too long to work out if it was snowing in Florida or not. I mean, it was cold in your defence. Uh, in my defence, hadn't had much sleep when I saw it. Excellent show. Um, I mean, it was cold. There was a lot of uh, talk about how cold it was, wasn't there, Steph? Yeah, but I say allegedly because what's cold in Florida? Because I'm I'm in London and I'm absolutely freezing. And I'd me too. much rather be in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, like the metrics, they were like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm the greatest with that. They were like, it's 40 degrees or something. I was like, over here, that's scorching. Like, I'm, I'm so terrible with working out the difference between Fahrenheit and so uh, all of that rubbish. I'm so so I don't know what cold and what isn't basically. Yeah, when, well, I uh, guarantee it's warmer in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah. By virtue, by yeah. default, Florida wins. Um, Stephen J. Hi, Alex and Steph. Hot take. Oh, here we go. Sting is a more iconic character than an in-ring oh, in performer. He only has three moves, really. Reverse DDT slash Scorpion Deathlock. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to let St I'm going to say you, you haven't seen him work in the early 90s, but I'm going to let Steph take this. Um, You know, I think it's wrestling is not the the I someone being iconic in wrestling is not judged purely in their in ring work because we can pick apart some of the biggest icons in wrestling such as I'm going to use him as an example again Hulk Hogan who I feel was terrible terrible worker but he you know he 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 built up that status in wrestling Sting was a very good worker especially in the early nineties but he had that period in WCW that we talked about where he was just in the rafters waiting to make his move. And I think people kind of forgot how good a wrestler he was. Mm -hmm. So no, he's not the best wrestler of all time, but what makes Sting iconic is the entire package plus history of the Sting character that, that lets him stand up with the other greatest um, wrestling icons. It's not about, like his work rate and it's never usually the guys have the best work rate that you know it, it wrestling is a package of everything and if you can create a great character like he did then yeah fans will remember you listen 99 percent of the time it's the character and within that character obviously the biggest stars are the ones who can do it all as steph just said with the package right they can work you know like someone like like the rock is like most people are kind of like and eh, the rock wasn't that great in the ring like he was pretty damn good like he was really good at what he did in terms of like the energy he brought, but his moveset, was it as expansive as Zack Sabre Jr.? No, it wasn't. But at the same time, he did what he did well. He had charisma out of his eyeballs and everything that he did. He connected with people, made things matter. Like that is, I think sometimes people confuse that with a wrestler. Cause I could sit here now and go, well, Chad Gable should be WWE champion because he's like, he's arguably in terms of being a technician, the best in the company. Like, yeah. but that's not, specifically how it works guys and that's the same way for it doesn't necessarily dictate if you're a great wrestler or not there's multiple things maybe this is a very hot take but i think the close like the full package is jericho 
Yeah, no, I don't. Th- I don't think that is a hot take. I, th- I think that's a very, uh, a very sensible take to, to say. It's the absolute like full package of it. Better in the ring than The Rock. I'm sorry, but then it has all the other qualities. Yeah, I, I think like, um, and again, I'm never going to fully say anything badly against The Rock, but I do think. Um, I feel like The Rock was good at what he did. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like for his character and the way he worked as like a babyface, particularly, I yeah. think he was very good at, at that and feeling. But in terms of like working and a match and telling a story and putting things together, I mean, come on, Jericho's obviously, obviously above The Rock. I think most people would agree. I have to say, Uptown Avondale, I should have asked to have Steph say my name in the Batman voice. I didn't even know that was even an option. Steph, would you give him a little taster of the Batman voice? Well, Uptown Avondale, you have now heard your name in my Sting Batman voice. Go back, download the show, and get your ringtone sorted. <laughs> um, we've got some more ultra chats, man. I've got to get to the videos at some point. Jesus. Uh, Tony L says, AEW made me so happy to be a wrestling fan again. I love that they are willing to work with other promotions. It's so amazing to see also give up the good word to everyone on the show thank you tony we appreciate you man um yeah i mean again this is stuff that steph and i have covered but we do appreciate and echo what you're saying because their willingness to work with everyone really does open up possibilities and i I know marty skirl appears to be gone from ring of honor now but one would have assumed that was a relationship they could have made work too and tony really does seem and Steph said it perfectly earlier because he is such a fan, so invested in just like making. He'd be the greatest TEW player of all time. Like he's just making his fantasies play out. Is the greatest TEW player? Yeah, of all time. he's just doing it with real people, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Um, Jared Thomas, thank you, Jared. Uh, Okada was mentioned three times during the main event. Uh, I think he was actually mentioned during the Kazarian match as well. Um, Do you think AEW and New Japan are getting closer to possibly working together or am I reading too much into it? You two are the golden lovers of podcasting. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Who's who, Steph? The golden lovers of podcasting. Are you you Kenny or am I? What what, what, what are we doing? That's so hard to decide. Which one would be Koda? Like Ibushi's is too godly to be me. Man, <laughs> what a wonderful, what a wonderful guy. Um, thank you though. We appreciate that very much. Um we're gonna get t-shirts made. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the golden lovers. Um <laughs> of podcasting. Anyway, um, before I digress any further, let's get back to what you just said about Okada. Um, <laughs> Steph, you are the woman in the know of all things new Japan. You kind of poured cold water on it earlier but it is notable that they did mention him so much um is that just because they i think their intentions are just pure like in wwe things are more like signposted people do like they they have promos and mention people for a reason um is it just that they you know they're being pure about wrestling and he does you know if you're going to mention kenny omega and the best matches he's had and things like that. You're going to talk about Okada. Um, the Kazarian one felt a bit more crowbarred in, but is there something in it or not, Steph? I don't think there's something in it. Like, whether they're close or not to working something out, we don't know. However, I think you're correct that they just want to 
give an actual wrestler's history because that's something that long-term fans have always complained about with with wwe like they bring in people and they don't kind of acknowledge like their great history within wrestling and, and AEW aren't going to be afraid to say that and you know what if you've got a match with kenny omega on your tv and he had these great matches with okada and don Callis was there why not mention it yeah Makes all the sense to me in that regard. Um, I see uh, Pete Quinnell, uh, the the, high, the higher power to Steph and I, uh, says, Alex has got to be Ibushi, bringing in the young upstart of Steph. You're a young upstart now, Steph. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to turn on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dreading it. Um, anyway, thank you so much for all your Ultra Chats, guys. That is a you know, phenomenal, phenomenal amount. I think it's got to be the most since we've converted to Ultra Chat. The Ultra Chat Queen does it again. That's Thank what you, everyone. That's, that, that's what she does. Let's get to the videos of the hot takes. And I think we have to start with Mayor of Painsville, Dan. Hello, I'm the Mayor of Painsville, Dan. And here is my hot take for you, Steph, on Dexter Loomis. You see, Dexter Loomis is great in and outside the ring. He makes people talk. We talk about him every Thursday. Sooner or later, you will jump on the Dex Express as well, Steph. It's only a matter of time. See, he even can draw. And that's what you really want from a wrestler, right? So, just watch TakeOver, the strap match. Genius way of working this because Cameron Grimes wants to escape in the strap match. You can't really escape the great Dexter Loomis. So, he... Uh, all that we'll be, we will be seeing in the next few months is Dexter Loomis going straight to the moon. So, just wait and see. Everyone knows, you will just have to find out yourself. Bye. I think Dexter <laughs> had merch. I'm shocked. I know, me too, to be honest. Um, good promo, though, from Dan. I'm going to call it a promo. He pretty much was. He says, Steph... You will get on the next <laughs> express and go to the moon. Dexter <laughs> uh, Loomis to be shot straight to the moon. <laughs> One way ticket. One way ticket. No. Uh, can I just say on the point of the strap match, wouldn't, wouldn't a cage match be better if he's trying to escape? And that's the very premise of the cage match is to escape and you're locked in with someone. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here because a strap match stinks. It, 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 strap matches suck and you've got two guys. Well, one guy that's an extremely bad worker, one guy that's okay. You're putting them extremely in. bad worker. Yes. That is so harsh. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, Dan loves Dexter Loomis and this Dexter Loomis character. And you know what? The best thing I can say about Dexter Loomis is that he's he's pretty good at art. And so if he would like to maybe leave the wrestling business and, you know, do art from home full time, I would 100% support that. I'll even, you know, set up a Kickstarter for him, get Dexter Loomis um, an easel and some paints and he can, you know, leave us all alone. But I just think that I to me the character it's it's done badly it's it's ill thought out of it's too one dimensional he is just a creepy guy great thanks and I hate this whole Cameron Grimes you know as soon as Dexter Lumis looks at him he's scared and that's why we had to go through a blindfold match now we're going through a strap match 
it, it's just, it's just that these two guys are not worth the airtime, especially on that show. And they're bringing down what could be a fantastic show every week. Yeah, I'm um, I'm actually like not a hater of gimmicks. Full stop. I don't mind gimmick matches, but the ones they're choosing yeah. to put it, to put into this feud and the volume of them, I don't like. I will say that much. Although I'm not I'm not as I'm not as stone cold on Dexter Loomis as Steph is, but I must say I don't think it's hitting the greatest notes at the moment. Um, let's get to the final video that we have for tonight. So I originally wanted to do a hot take on how I think Linda McMahon might own WWE if once Vince passes as she hasn't already. But since Dynamite happened and Kenny and Don Callis and everything happened, my hot take is I think Kenny will form a new version of the Bullet Club under a new name and under a new gimmick. What do you think? What do you think? You are you heard the man, Steph. Um, you know, I can see him forming an impact faction. Yeah. Mm. Um, will it be a new ver I I just I don't like this the idea ever of a new version of, of whatever, you know, everything can be a new version of everything that's come before it, really. But will he form a faction in impact? Most probably. And and I think you know that'd be cool to see because what we're what we haven't kind of talked about is he could come into Impact and what are the guys in Impact going to say? Because not everyone's going to be like, "Hey, welcome Kenny Omega." Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot, um, a lot of the guys there that are going to be like, "Hey, why are you coming to our to our place to you know to take over?" And why have you got Don Callis in your in your pocket when he should be looking after us? So, but I think yeah, he could definitely form something in Impact. Maybe. The Good Brothers. Yes, yeah. I mean, obviously, that'd be a nice um, kind of nod to yeah. to former to former stables. But also, I think Don Callis will be the man that forms something with Kenny as the the, the head of it, and you know, probably alongside him. But Don Callis might actually be the man who is pulling strings. That is what I think is probably going to play out, and I'm here for that. To be honest, I think he wants to do it very old fashioned manager style, like Bobby Heaton. Um, Bobby Heaton family style. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. I will be, you know, we don't actually get it in the UK until Wednesdays, right? On um, free sports, but I will be finding a conniving way to watch on Tuesday. Um, man, I uh, I need to see how this plays out. And uh, yeah, what an end of the year we're going to have. Thank you so much, guys, to everyone who has tuned in tonight and have given us your ultra chats, your opinions, your hot takes. Uh, Steph is batman it's <laughs> what a show what a loaded show that was uh we really enjoyed talking about uh, what a fantastic wednesday it was um and it's worth saying like we said steph because we didn't dive deep into nxt we didn't really get the time yeah. but uh, they had a really like a really any other time you'd say a great main event with the women in the ladder match again it seems nxt have been listening to steph chase they are leading with their women more and more either end of the show um, Io, Io Shirai was a nice reveal as as the member um, for the War Games. Pat McAfee doing Pat McAfee things. He was on the show. I can't complain. Yeah, exactly. Like I and obviously a grizzled young vet seeing them back in action was cool as well. So um, for me, it was a good NXT show. It's just it's just in the face of a, 
a better show, I'm afraid. That's the only way I can put it. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for that extremely brief NXT rundown. Uh, we appreciate you. Steph Chase will be here again next Thursday, 8 p.m. Uh, and then we do have some special Christmas kind of programming coming up that we will let you in on in the next couple of weeks and of course tomorrow the slightly and i mean slightly less attractive louis dangor is going to be alongside me at 8 p.m so thanks for tuning in guys and we will see you later bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 